0: be talking about the God of a second chance. Amen. Can you say that with me? The God of a second chance. Man, have you ever been in a position where uh, you needed another chance? Needed another chance. You know, one thing that amen, we need to learn about God is we need to learn that God is merciful. He's the God of a second chance. Amen. And another thing that we need to learn about God is that failure with God, with God, failure is not final. I want you to say that with me, failure, failure is not final. You know, I, 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 I can remember when I was in elementary school, and uh, I had a crush on uh, a girl, and uh, we were friends in class, and I had a crush on her. And I'm trying to remember what grade it was in. I think it was probably around about the third or the fourth grade. And that's the, back in my day. That was in the time when you had a crush on on, on a, but you didn't want nobody to know you had a crush on But But uh, I relate that I had a crush on her, and, 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 and we were uh, uh, talking and, 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 and what have you. But then at the end of the school term, she didn't get promoted. She failed. And I got promoted and I passed to the next grade. And I can remember when I was in elementary school uh, and, 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 then, and nobody wants to get bad grades. Nobody wants to uh, have to do uh, a year over again. And I can remember as a kid, uh, I thought one of, the, one of the worst things that could happen to you was to get held back or to fail. And, 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 and it almost seemed to me that failure was final. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And I can remember when I went to the next grade, and she didn't, and uh, another friend of mine, uh, uh, he didn't, and he got retained in the grade with along with her. And uh, when I moved on to the next grade, we didn't talk anymore. I, I don't remember if we had recess at the same time or not, but there was a break in our fellowship. And the crush that I had on her Dissipated because she failed and and, and I didn't, and so uh, there's a tendency of, in our human nature to think of failure being final. Wow. Amen. Let me finish that amen story up. Failure is not final, especially amen. with God. Amen. And uh, even though the crush I had on her and the fellowship that we had was uh, interrupted by failure. Amen. By the time that we got to high school, she attended the same high school that I did. And where in my immature thinking in elementary school, I thought failure, amen, uh, had crushed her. By the time we got to high school, she was one of the most popular cheerleaders at our high school. Failure is not final, especially with God. And so even though she had a setback, she didn't let the setback knock her out, amen, amen. but she continued to apply herself. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: And as I said, amen, in high school, she was one of the most popular cheerleaders we had. Failure is not
1: final.
0: Yes, amen, I'm not, uh, not encouraging you to do that, <laughs> but uh, amen, amen. If a setback happens in your life or if a failure happens in your life, don't let it stop you. Is that all right? Amen. amen. So I say we need to learn that God is merciful. He's the God of a second chance. Yeah, yeah. And with God, failure is not final. Now, uh, I want you to stop and think about, amen, what would you do with a preacher who cursed in front of a teenager? What would you think about that? What would you do? There was a preacher and he got caught cursing in front of a teenager. What would you do? A lot of us would say probably, oh, I'd lose all respect for him. That so-called preacher, he uh, uh, ought to be ashamed of himself. And, uh, oh, I'd never go anywhere to listen to anything anything that he had to say. Wouldn't, Wouldn't a lot of us... Wouldn't that be our reaction? But yet, amen, when I think about the Bible character that we're going to talk about today, and his name is Peter, and he did exactly that. Amen. Not only did he curse in front of a teenager, but Peter failed miserably. Amen. He failed miserably. uh, And he failed at a time when seemingly Jesus would need him the most. And when he failed miserably, and again, you know, uh, you don't just have to be in grade school to have immature thinking. Uh, And when he failed miserably, uh, even in the course of that failure, there was a new day dawning for him, and, 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 you know, I never had looked at it this way before, but I always, and, 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 and we'll get into the story, and we'll get into the scriptures, I always looked at the rooster crowing as marking the end of something. You all know what I'm talking about? where Jesus told Peter, you're going to deny me three times. And you're going to do it before the rooster crows. And, and and I don't know. I always looked at the rooster crowing as a deadline, as a see you you you. But you know what? Uh, it's all how you look at it. Amen. The crowing of a rooster does not uh, signal the end of something. It signals the beginning of something does this signal? The beginning of what? A new day. A new day. Hallelujah. Yes. We're talking about the God of second chances. Peter was so certain that he would not fail. In the scripture, uh, Luke 22, beginning at verse 31, uh, notice what Jesus said, and the Lord said, Simon. Simon. Words mean something. And, and, and let me stop right there and I'll continue reading. But when, when, when Jesus, and it's recorded here, he called his name twice. See, sometimes we repeat things because we're, uh, as Elder Evans was saying, getting a little older. But when Jesus repeats something, he doesn't repeat it because he's getting a little older. He repeats it for emphasis. Amen. And uh, I could take you on a journey in the scriptures. I won't do it now. But at the times when God uses a double, uh, 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 you know, Abraham, Abraham, Jacob, Jacob, uh, when 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 He calls your name and He uses a, calls it uh, uh, with a double, Amen. He He He's saying you need to listen. I'm getting ready to say something. So and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has uh, asked for you. One translation says, Satan has desired you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brother. Hallelujah. But then Peter answered, but then uh, he said to him, Lord. See, he thought he wasn't going to fail. Lord, I'm ready to go with you, both to prison and to death. Verse 34, then he said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall not crow this day before you will deny me three times. Or deny three times that you know me. Hallelujah. Talking about the God of a second chance. Amen. Peter thought he wasn't going to fail. And uh, notice, amen, in the scripture, Notice what Peter said, but he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Amen. And, you know, it's interesting about the letter I. Uh, the letter I is the middle letter in both of the words sin and pride. Amen. It's the middle letter in both the word sin and pride. You see, Peter was, uh, he was sincere. And you know what? Uh, it doesn't matter. You can be sincere yeah. and you can be confident, but you can also still be wrong. Amen. And that goes for any of us. Oh, yes. Amen. That's the, and I was preaching a few weeks ago, amen. If we say we have not sinned, we deceive ourselves. Amen. 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 We, we, we all have blind spots. We all amen. miss the mark. And and, and and so Peter was sincere, and he was confident, but he was wrong. His confidence was misplaced. Amen. Uh, uh, he had too much confidence in himself. Yeah. Talking about the God of second chances. Hallelujah. And you know, one of the things that I've learned, amen, I've learned that we must learn to deny self, or we're going to ultimately deny the Lord. I want you to think about that. Say that with me. We've got to learn to deny ourselves or ultimately we will deny the Lord. There's there's a big problem in humanity and that's selfishness. Selfishness. And you know what? You don't have to teach a child to be selfish. Little babies grow up, and, 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 and real quickly, amen, they'll begin to determine, and they'll say, uh-uh, mine. <laughs> they'll go over to somebody else's house and play with, amen, another kid's toy, and when they get ready to go uh, home, they'll want to take the toy with them, and when you say, oh, no, you can't take, uh-uh, it's mine. Again, uh, and and, and, and so, uh, and we all have been touched by it. Amen. Selfishness. And and, and if we don't learn to deny self, we're going to ultimately deny the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, over in uh, Jeremiah 17 and 9, it talks about how uh, that the heart, is deceitful above all things, yes. and desperately wicked, yes. and who can know it? Uh, we, des- well, when he says that the heart is deceitful above all things, he's talking about the human heart. Yes. And 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 so uh, we, and, and not only will uh, we deceive other people if we're not careful, we'll deceive ourselves. Yes. Another point that I want to share with you, and, 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 and I want you to think about this because it made, it, 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 uh, uh, made, made, made a, a tremendous impact on me when I began to meditate on it. Peter failed at his strongest point. He failed at his strongest point. The thing about Peter, Peter, when, when you think of Peter in the Bible, to mind about the character of Peter. Hot head. Quick-tempered, hot-headed, bold. Yeah. You don't think of Peter and say shrieking violet, no. No. timid. That doesn't come to mind when you think of Peter, does it? Yeah. Somebody who will let you know what's on his mind. Yeah. In fact, one time Peter Peter was so bold one time when Jesus said Uh, I'm I'm, I'm going to go to Jerusalem and I'm going to be handed over into the hands of evil men and I'm going to be crucified. Peter was so bold that he took Jesus aside and rebuked him. That's how bold Peter was. No, Lord, that's not going to happen. He, He was so bold and until and, and, and Jesus had to, had to talk to the devil that was using Peter and say, get behind me, Satan.
1: I'll
0: say they yeah. are not the things that be of God, but the things that are of the world. Yeah. Peter failed. Peter failed at his strongest point. Amen. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to quote something, and I want you to think about this, because I believe that the very thing that tripped up Peter, if we are not careful, will trip us up too. The very thing that we pride ourselves in. Uh, I'm quoting uh, an author, uh, Oswald Chambers. Any of you are familiar with the name Oswald Chambers? He's the one that wrote the devotional, My Utmost, uh, uh, My Utmost for the Highest, I believe it's called, if I, if I, if I remember it. But it's a devotional that was written by him, uh, very uh, well-known in ministry, Oswald Chambers. And uh, Oswald Chambers says this, that an unguarded strength is a double weakness think about that and unguarded strength is a double weakness you see for for, for for a lot of us the very thing that we pride ourselves in is the thing that we don't feel like we have to protect. Uh, Do I have any good drivers in the house? Any any, any good drivers? You know that you know how to
1: drive.
0: Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Some good drivers. You know you know how to drive. (laughs) Now let me ask those that ride with you. (laughs) And, uh, how many accidents have you had? <laughs> and you'll, you, you know, you'll be quick to say, they hit me, I didn't hit them. <laughs> I, I, uh, we, we're, we're laughing, but I can remember, uh, you know, after we were in, uh, the, uh, accident, my wife, uh, and myself, uh, when a tractor trailer rear-ended us on the Papa Street Bridge, uh, there were some residual effects. Uh, not just only physical, but emotional and mental. And uh, for, for, for a long time, uh, after that accident, and, and I'd be driving, uh, and uh, I'd look over and I'd see my wife, and I could see her at times tightening up. And, and you know, and, and you, you see that truck? You, you, you see that car? You, yeah, I see it. Yeah, I see it. Now she's gotten better. And 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 one of the things that I, I would think about, I said, Kim, I know how to drive, right. and uh, I didn't hit them; they hit me. Right. Mm-hmm. Unguarded strength is a double weakness. Yeah. In the thing that we think we are the best at, where we are the strongest. That's the area that we don't guard. And it can turn, as Oswald Chambers said, into a double weakness. In other words, amen, uh, our strongest point can become our weakest point. Once you to stop and think about that. So those of us that pride ourselves in driving, uh, when it comes time for you to go back and, and renew your license and if you get to the point where you gotta take the test again all of, all of, all of you guys that say oh I know how to drive I don't, I don't even have to look at the book I can just go in and pass the test
1: <laughs>
0: anybody ever make a mistake to do that felt like you didn't have to look at the book but since you knew how to drive you you could just go in and pass the test uh-huh. you know what I found out they change stuff oh, yeah That I'm like, why you asking? That was a question on the test where they said, "What is the legal limit for intoxication in the state of Illinois?" And I'm I'm looking at that and I'm thinking to myself, "Why in the world are you asking me that? I don't even drink. How am I supposed to know that?" Well, I would have known it if I had what read the book. our strongest points our strongest point can end up being a man our unguarded strength can turn into a double weakness and literally be the weakest area of my life Peter failed at his strongest point. You see, when I think about others that have failed, Peter had the courage to walk on water. He was the only one who got out of the boat of the the, the, the 12 disciples. Bold. Stepped out on Jesus' word. But he was also the one who drew the sword when they came to arrest Jesus. Amen. Didn't draw back, ready to fight When I think about Abraham, Abraham, the father of faith, but yet Abraham failed at the point of faith and lied and said Sarah was his sister instead of his wife. In the face of the Egyptian. Moses, who was the meekest man, yet became a murderer and killed an Egyptian. These were the strong points. And yet, an unguarded strength is a double weakness. David, who was known for his integrity, committed immorality, amen, not only having adultery with Bathsheba, but when he tried to cover it up and when Uriah didn't cooperate, had her husband killed. To cover his mess, I'm talking about the same David that before he was king in the cave when he could have killed Saul. Told him, "Touch not mine anointed, and do my prophet no harm." Do yes. you all see what I'm talking about here? And and and, and if it happened to them, what about us? Amen. What's the lesson? that we need to get from this. Well, I think about the words of 1 Corinthians 10 and 12. 1 Corinthians 10 and 12 says, therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Don't believe your own uh, press clippings. Don't believe your own social media reports. You're not as good as you think you are. We're not as good as we think we are. Amen. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. But I'm so glad, amen, that uh, we serve a God of the second chance. Let's get back to Peter. I'm not going to be long today. Amen. But uh, it's been a long, dark night of failure for Peter. Jesus has been arrested, and 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 he's been taken from judgment hall to judgment hall. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the other disciples have fled, and Peter is following from afar off. Yeah. Long, dark night of failure. Amen. Peter, who name meant rock has turned to sin. But even in the midst of that, there's a new day coming. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. You see, uh, the boastful man is tempting to the devil to tempt him. And he'll try to get us to do wrong if we're not careful. Before you sin, Satan says that you can get away with it. After you sin, he says you'll never get away with it. And he's the first to come as the tempter and then he comes as the accuser. But again, like I said earlier, I always looked at the crowing of the rooster marking an end. But I began to see it in a different light. The crowing of the rooster wasn't marking an end, but he was marking a beginning. Hallelujah. And there's a revelation that occurs for Peter is saying, Oh no, I, I'll die. I, I'll never deny you. And then as he follows Jesus from judgment hall to judgment hall, and he's warming himself by a fire. And a teenage girl looks at him and says, Hey, you you you're you're one of them. I saw you with them. Yeah. And 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 he's kind of, you know, kid, be quiet. The, 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 you're drawing attention. Be quiet. But no, I, I saw you with them. You're one of them. And finally, he curses. He said, Let me put a stop to this. I know what I can do to make her not believe I'm one of them. And so he curses. I don't know. And at that moment, at that moment, and I'm going to give you three main points uh, about failure and about God that I think we can learn from this lesson. And the first point is that in times of failure, we need to see the sovereignty of God. Can you say that with me? In times of failure, we need to see the sovereignty of God. And when I, that word sovereignty, it's a big word, but what that word sovereignty means is that God is still in control. I don't care what's happening. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what it looked like. What it feels like. God is still in control. And you need, amen, we need not, amen, uh, uh, we need not forget it. Luke 22 and 60. But Peter said, man, because see, the the young girl had attracted some other men and they say, yeah, you do look like one of them. Peter said, man, I do not know what you're saying immediately while he was speaking the rooster crow yeah. sometimes we're so caught up on that the rooster crow that we forget the next verse and it says and the Lord turned and looked at Peter and Peter remembered the word of the Lord how he had said to him Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. I'm talking about that in times of failure, we need to see that God is still in control. You see, the rooster crowed at the precise moment when Peter had denied Christ for the third time. And this was nothing less than a miracle. God kept all of the other roosters quiet and then makes this rooster crow right on cue. Hallelujah. What it shows, it shows a contrast in the picture in that here Jesus is captured maybe tied up and in a judgment hall, and it, it's a picture of, of, of being out of control. And yet, Peter on the outside, after he is denied him the third time, and, and, and Jesus, oh my God, yes. Jesus in the midst of that scene and, and, and one of the reasons I believe Peter denied it I believe Peter denied it because it was looking bad it was looking bad for the home team and it didn't look like it was going to get any better and sometimes that's the way we do in the midst of circumstance and situation, we go by how it looks how bad it looks And even when we look to Jesus, oh, has anybody ever looked at, amen, Look to Jesus and looking to Jesus, it looked bad. It's looking bad. But in the midst of what was going on in the judgment hall, Jesus, when the rooster crows, stops, And turns and makes out and finds and and his eyes find Peter's eyes outside of the judgment hall. I'm I'm gonna elaborate on that a little bit more in just a moment. So you see, Peter had been discouraged by appearances. If Jesus is Lord, He didn't look like the Lord. He had been betrayed. He had been arrested. He had been bound. He had been mocked, and he had been forsaken. But now, after the rooster crowed, what amen, Peter needed to learn was that Jesus, no matter how it looked, yes. was still in control. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. He was still in control. Hallelujah. And, and there's a lesson that we can learn from that that irregardless to how it looks, amen, irregardless to what it looks like, our Lord has dominion, amen, over the beasts of the fields, the fowls of the air, the fish, amen, that are in the sea, amen. Peter's doubt had turned to fear and fear had turned to denying. But, amen, now Peter learned that where Jesus does not rule, He overrules and is really never out of control. Hallelujah. Never out of control. 2 Timothy, I don't have it up on the board, but I'll give you a reference. 2 Timothy 2.13. Write that down. 2 Timothy 2.13, it says, If we believe not, yet he abides faithful, he cannot deny himself. Say that again. 2 Timothy 2.13. If we believe not. See, a lot of times we pat ourselves on the back and say, Oh yeah, I still believe. I still, you know what? It don't matter if you believe or not. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where you lost faith and God still came through? Amen. Hallelujah. Say, if we believe not yet, he abideth safe. Because he cannot deny himself. That's who he is. He is the faithful God. Hallelujah. Point number two. I told you I'm not going to be before you very long. Point number two. In times of failure, we need to see the sympathy of Jesus. In times of failure, we need to see the sympathy of Jesus. You see, when you fail, you feel bad. Failure, amen, is, is one, of, one of, one of, relatively, one of the worst feelings in the world. And when you know that you fail, And, and, and it's one thing for you to know you failed. But when other folks find out that you failed. It's worse. It's worse. And if it's somebody that you really expect uh, respect, who knows that you failed, you feel like the lowest person in the world. Yes, yes, yes. It's bad enough I failed, but they know about it. But I'm here to tell you, I got good news. In times of failure, we need to see the sympathy of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You remember I said earlier how in the midst of what Jesus was going through and what Jesus had ahead of him, he yet took time out to turn and find Peter outside of the judgment hall. Jesus looks at Peter with a look of injured love. He's facing the cross. Yet, he's concerned about his backslidden disciple. He does not change us so he can love us. But he loves us so he can change us. He loves us the way we are. But he loves us too much to leave us the way we are. Peter had been surprised by his failure. But Jesus was not surprised. He didn't catch Jesus. Jesus knew that he was going to fail. And I'm saying to you, none of us should take comfort in failure. But one thing we can take comfort in is that it didn't catch God by surprise. Amen. And what you're dealing with and what you're going through did not catch God by surprise. And the thing that Peter learned is that, amen, with God, failure is not fine. God loves and forgives. And and because of that, uh, that dark night ended and a new beginning was about to take place in Peter's life. Now, uh, so, uh, we need to see the sympathy of Jesus in times of failure. Just like he cared about Peter, he cares about us. And Number three, the third point, is that in times of failure, we need to see the security that's in Jesus. Uh, The security that's in Jesus. You remember I told you, at that instant after the rooster crowed, Jesus turned and looked at Peter think about the Bible how it says that God watches over his word yes. to perform it in the earth was yes. oh, anybody listening to me today yes. God watches over his word yes. to perform it to see that it does exactly what he said it would do. When the Lord turned and looked, oh my God. Yes. He was watching over his word. Amen. The word he had given Peter. Jesus looked and see Peter, but Peter looked and saw Jesus. What was the word that Peter remembered? Well, it was in Luke 22, 31 and 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sit you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. That's what he was remembering. When Jesus gave him the look and said, before the, 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 the uh, rooster crows, you will have denied me twice. And we can stuck with the rooster and Peter being ashamed. But, amen, when Jesus looked at him, he remembered what Jesus said. good to know that we've got an intercessor who's praying for us. You see, when Jesus said, it's finished on the cross, and when he sat down at the right hand of the Father, amen, there is still an unfinished work of Christ. There's still an unfinished work of Christ, and that unfinished work of Christ Is the work of intercession for His people. I pray for you. Then notice what He also remembered, and that your faith should not fail. Oh, by all accounts, it looked like He failed. By all accounts, He cursed. He, He 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 stood off from afar. He, he looked in and, and let it happen. But Jesus said that your faith should not fail. You know what? I think there's a difference between a fall and a fail. Y'all listening to me? Yeah. A lot of us got a lot of scrapes and scars. And a lot of us, amen, have some uh, 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 residual uh, 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 bumps and bruises from a fall. But a true child of God, with Jesus interceding for them, will never fail. Right. The God of second chances. I pray that your faith should not fail. And when you are returned. Yeah. Oh, I like the old King James way of saying it. When thou art converted. Yeah. Strengthen your brother. In other words, you're still useful. I still have work for you to do. And you're going to be instrumental in those that I'm leaving behind. Times of failure. We need to, amen, see the security that's in Jesus. Amen. Yes. The God of second chances. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. My God. And, 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 and you know what? I'm thinking about uh, so, so, some of you right now, you're going through some things. You're facing some challenges. And and, 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 and Jesus is still looking. Yes. Watching over his word. Amen. Ask uh, uh, the first martyr of the church. His name was Stephen. And when Stephen stood and witnessed and, 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 and when the folk turned against him and, and decided they were going to kill him and took him out to the place to stone him, and when they started throwing the stones, Stephen said, when he looked up, he said, I see Jesus. Yeah. Say, I see Jesus. And, and, and most times when you see Jesus, he is pictured seated at the right hand of God. But amen. When they begin to hurl the stones at Stephen, Stephen say, I see him standing. Amen. Watching over his word. Watching over his servant. Amen. There is security in Jesus. Amen. They thought they, 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 they were convinced the stones killed them. But I'm convinced that, amen, Jesus stood up and said, Come on, son. Come on home. Hallelujah. Come on home. My God. There's security. Amen. When Satan desires to sift us. Amen. Uh. To accuse us, Jesus allows us to be sifted, to cleanse us, and not condemn us. The very same, God God will use the very same thing. Uh, Joseph learned about it. In Genesis 50, Joseph said, you meant it for evil. Mm -hmm. But God meant it for good. That he might save much people alive. Satan has desired you, but I prayed for you. Satan's power is limited by Jesus' prayers. He desires to destroy you. He may sift you, but he cannot crush you. He may tempt you, but he cannot take you. I pray for you. And what is the confidence that we have that Jesus is praying for us? Amen. I'll just give you a few scriptures. St. John 17 and 9. You can write that one down. St. John or John 17 and 9. I pray for them. I pray not for the world but for them which thou hast given me. For they are or thine. St. John 17 and 15 or John 17 and 15. I pray that thou shouldest not take them out of the world. But that thou shouldest keep of them. From the evil. John 17 and 15. Also in John 17 and 20. Maybe a good thing to do is just read the 17th chapter of the book of John. John 17 and 20. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Oh yeah, he's praying Amen. for us. Yes, Lord. Amen. I don't care what it looks like; it might look bad. Amen. But we serve a God, oh, yeah. the God of a second chance. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. He's praying. Yes, Lord. And 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 like I said, that's the that's the uh, unfinished work of Jesus. The work of intercession. Amen. Uh, uh, Hebrews 7 and 25. Give you that reference. Hebrews 7 and 25. In Hebrews 7 and 25, it says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Seeing That he ever liveth to make intercession for them. The unfinished work of Jesus. As as declared in Hebrews 7 and 25. And, and, And we need to take comfort and security. Amen. Notice again as I quote Hebrews 7 and 25. Wherefore he is able. Also to save them. Yes. And you know, I like the way he saves. He said, to save them to the uttermost. Amen. That come unto God by him. Amen. Seeing that he ever liveth To make intercession for them. Good. That's good. Yes. You know, a lot of times we ask the saints, well, pray for me. Pray, pray for me, I need y'all to pray for me. You know what? Some folk, it's it's just words coming out, empty words coming out. Oh, yeah, I'm praying. I'll be praying. God bless you. I'll be praying. For some folk, it's just empty words coming out of their mouth. Number one, let's not let that be us. Y'all hear what I said? Let's not let that be us. If we say we're going to pray for somebody, let's pray for
1: them.
0: Because it, that, it, just like they need prayer, there's going to come a time when we're going to need prayer. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And what goes around yes, comes around. Amen. Yes, but I am so glad that I don't that, that that I don't only have to depend upon the prayers of men Amen. and women. Yes, Lord. I am so glad. That when you sleep, yes, yes. when you, amen, having fun and don't have me on your mind, you I still have an intercessor yes. Yes. who ever liveth yes. Yes. and who prays yes. that I might be saved to yes. the utmost. Yes. To the utmost Jesus says. Yes. You know what? That's why some of us are still here. Yes, Lord. It ain't that we were so good. It's not that, hey okay, man, we were so slick. The reason some of us are still here is because he's saying, Father, don't cut them down yet. Let me let me dig around. Let me fertilize. Let me water them. They they might not have fruit now, but let's give them another chance. God of second chances. In conclusion, I think I'm talking to the right people. Have you ever failed? If you have, remember his sovereignty. Yes, yes. Remember, His sympathy. He cares. Yes, he does. Remember, His security. Yes. He watches over His word yes. to perform. Yes, Lord. I don't care what it looked like, mm-hmm. and 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 if it's anything that I got, you know what? I like to preach to the point and get in the word to the point that I learned something. And then I can get a revelation. Yeah. And, and, and one of the revelations I got out of this message is that uh, a lot of things that we count to be a deadline, like I used to look at that rooster crowing as a deadline, as, a, as, a, as, as an indicator of boom, the hammer is getting ready to fall. What I'm learning now is that what some people think is the end. Uh Oh, this is the last storm. Oh, man. Did you you hear what just happened? That's it. That's it for them. It's over now. You know what? What some people count as the end, God is saying, it's just the beginning. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. It's just the beginning. Amen. A new day is about to dawn. Glory, let me close. Uh, I want to close with this true story. There were some fishermen that were fishing in the Scottish islands. And they had stopped at an inn to get a bite of food and to have some tea. And while one of them, and, and, and I guess over there in the Scottish Isles, they make some strong tea. Because uh, one guy had his mug and his hand inadvertently got hit. And the cup of tea spilled and left an ugly brown stain on the wall of that inn. And what I found out later that happened, there was a, guy by the name of Sir Edwin Landseer, who was one of England's foremost painters of animals. And uh, Mr. Landseer happened to go by that inn and saw that ugly stain that was on the wall. And being an artist, he took out his brush and evidently had some paint handy And started working on the stain that was on the wall. And from that stain, he created a beautiful animal, a royal stag, with its antlers spread wide. That artist took a mistake and turned it into a masterpiece. And that's what I'm saying that the God we serve, the God of second chances, can take some of the ugly things that have happened in our lives. And if you will let Jesus take out his brush, he'll turn your scars into stars. He'll turn your failure into into a, a thing of admiration and beauty. But you gotta let him do it. Amen. For he is the God of second chances. Amen. Did you get anything from the word today? Amen. Let's stand on our feet. Amen. I thought about the old song and said, Something beautiful. Something. Amen.